This morning's reading is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 5. We're reading verses 1 to 15. Deuteronomy 5, commencing at verse 1. Moses summoned all Israel and said, Hear, Israel, the decrees and the laws I declare in your hearing today. Learn them and be sure to follow them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us at Horeb. It was not with our ancestors that the Lord made this covenant, but with us, with all of us who are alive here today. The Lord spoke to you face to face out of the fire on the mountain. At that time I stood between the Lord and you to declare to you the word of the Lord, because you were afraid of the fire and did not go up the mountain. And he said, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath. What uh, does Remembrance Day mean for you? For many people, people who have lost family members in any of the wars, of the 20th century, it will have very poignant memories. It will, be, it will be a significant occasion. For most of us, it's a necessary reminder of the suffering and sacrifice that ordinary people have made in the interests of their nation and its cherished values. And of course, we commemorate this event each year. But why? Why do we do that? Well, the trouble is that we forget very quickly. If you look around the country, you'll see even small villages have a, a place where they can go to remember. And actually, there are memorials up mountains and in forests and all over the country that at this time of year will be visited and an act of remembrance will take place. 
it's a reminder to each generation that they should not forget what was done on their behalf. These memorials are there to help us to remember. They are visual aids to remind us of how, in the mercy of God, we have been delivered from tyranny. And most of them say, lest we forget. The Israelites had that problem of forgetfulness. They too had passed through a great liberation experience. The story is fairly well known. They had become enslaved in Egypt. They were enduring harsh treatment as slaves, maybe even building the now famous pyramids. Jehovah, the God of their forefathers, heard their cries of misery and desperation. And so he sent Moses to lead the people out of Egypt in a great national deliverance that we know now as the Exodus. But incredible as it seems, they were so caught up with the minor difficulties of the journey that they soon forgot that red-letter day of their deliverance from the enemy at God's hand. They forgot that they had an obligation to God who had so miraculously saved them from slavery. It's easy to be ungrateful. God gave Moses the moral code that we know as the Ten Commandments. And in the years that followed, he repeated them to the Israelites. They were a a young people. They needed to learn how to lead. They needed to learn how to live. They needed to, to learn what it was to be the people of God, called for a purpose. And so in these words today is our text. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. The call is to remember That's why Remembrance Day is important. It's kept year after year so that we have the opportunity to reflect and to remember. The words of our text are repeated three times in the space of a few chapters to emphasize the importance of remembering. They were to remember the past so that they might be better in the present and the future. So for us... We are to remember what we were. At all costs, the people of Israel were to remember what they were. They were slaves. God had done something wonderful for them. He had liberated them. He had set them free. It wasn't something they had accomplished or could ever accomplish on their own. They were entirely dependent on somebody else acting on their behalf. They needed God's intervention. They were indebted to God. If only they would acknowledge it for what they had done. Some folks here are old enough to remember different wartime experiences. People of many countries occupied by hostile forces have been reduced to slavery, compelled to work under grim conditions. Others more fortunate were not slaves but were captives in their own countries, enduring a virtual imprisonment under armed guard. Others served in the forces and were captured as prisoners. 
And we still see that when we turn on the news today. Captivity, or worse, takes place not only in a physical sense, but also in a spiritual sense. We know from our own experience that we do and say and think things that are not good, that don't honor God, that are hurtful to other people. The Bible calls that sin. And it says that's because we fall short of the standard that God has set. The Bible is the definitive source of information as to what it is to be before God. And it uses phrases like that you are dead in your transgressions and sin. You followed the ways of this world. You gratified the the cravings of the sinful nature and you were following its desires and thoughts. The basic tragedy of humanity is that the people who were created by God and for God actually have turned away and are living without him. And if we are in any way honest, we know that we too are tainted by sin. Of course, sometimes it shows itself in very obvious ways. Turn on the telly and you see it. The inhumanity, the the greed, the suffering that, that people inflict on other human beings. But there is also the secret sin of heart and mind, the jealousy, the selfishness, the bitterness, the deceit. And if we're honest, we're all captives in spirit in some way. But we have to remember and we have to be thankful to God that the story doesn't end there. As we follow the instructions of Moses to remember then we remember what happened. The people of Israel were called upon to remember that the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. This was incredible deliverance. Pharaoh had proved to be cunning and stubborn. He badly wanted to keep his source of cheap labor. He subjected his people to the most appalling hardships and God had to show him that he meant business. And he did that by increasing the pressure and inflicting various plagues, culminating in the death of the firstborn children. That same horror took place in world wars of the last century, and now continues in the 21st. I did check before uh, I came this morning. Currently, there are 110 armed conflicts happening in the world. 110. Freedom is won, but it comes with a cost. The whole of the 20th century is a story of conflict that continues today. It's easy to think of it superficially until it affects you personally. For those who have that personal experience, it's often traumatic. Whether involved in military conflict or as a civilian subjected to military occupation, or even as evacuees and refugees. Every Remembrance Day, we focus on the freedoms gained with an emphasis of the debt of gratitude that we owe to those who made that freedom possible. 
it was at incredible cost that the Allied forces gained the victory that made possible our continuing freedom. The key to victory that brought about that liberation of both the Israelites and ourselves was sacrifice. There was a grand design, a plan of action, but it was only made possible by sacrifice. The laying down of life by one so that others might go free. And that principle we see, first of all, in the Passover and the Exodus story. They had to sacrifice the lamb and they had to put the blood of the lamb on their doorposts so that they would be saved. The life of the firstborn was due to God, but the life of the lamb was offered in his place. It was necessary that something that symbolized a perfect and sinless life be found, and it was the Passover lamb. And later, when we get into the New Testament in John's Gospel, in John chapter 1, verse 29, John the Baptist says of Jesus, He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The original Passover lambs were but a symbol looking forward to the ultimate Passover lamb. Jesus came to the earth to be our Savior by laying down his life on the cross as a substitutionary sacrifice for sin so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have a new relationship, a new life with God. And that is something never to be forgotten. So we remember that we were captives. We remember what happened, that God brought us out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Words that are relevant for today and tomorrow. And then we are to remember what we should be. We are to be people who bring peace. We are to be people who work for the good of others. We are to live with God and for God. It requires diligence and determination to be a follower of Jesus. It's a costly business to be a Christian. There's no entrance fee for the kingdom of God. But the annual subscription is high. It's all that we are and all that we have. It's much easier to respond to the Ten Commandments as if they were only ten suggestions. To refuse or respond as I like, depending on how I feel on a particular day or how it suits my purpose. But we need to remember that although they were first given to Moses, they are taken up in the teaching of Jesus. It's our code for living now and in the future. It's not an option. It's how God says we are to be. And so, on this day of remembrance, do we see it as a challenge to selfishness, a rebuke to materialism, a renewal of faith in God? As God's people, let's determine with his help, because it only happens with his help and in his strength, to make this remembrance day a milestone 
when we remember with gratitude those who made possible our deliverance, when we rejoice in the freedom and the prosperity that we have, and when we reaffirm our commitment to live responsibly. Amen.